my name's Ruth Wallace. I'm actually I'm Professor Ruth Wallace, the Dean of the College of Indigenous Futures Education and the Arts at the Charles Darwin University. So can you just give me the overshot of what this document is trying to achieve? I think the first thing was to listen and to find out what was really going on in schools, uh, in communities, and for, particularly for people who were disengaged. So the document put a lot of work behind it was about getting those voices of people who weren't coming to school who weren't he heard normally and their families. It also identified what was working and what had worked in the past that people had, that had talked about in the consultations. I found it very moving to see things that had worked that we were no longer doing but we still had the memory, we still had a lot of the material so that could be brought back. And finally I think it identified what makes a difference what is the core thing that makes a difference in education and that's relationships and being able to identify when people work together can make a decision together uh, and learn from the best evidence they can actually make a difference and it also means that you can not only make a difference now but in the future because you can adapt and change over time. Um, one of the, the, the Minister referenced a few policy mistakes that have been made in the past and I'm particularly interested in bilingual education so is this document saying that that is a crucial, how crucial is bilingual education to, uh, in the Northern Territory? So I think it's different in different schools, but for the schools who identify bilingual education, obviously it's crucial for them. For other schools that had other priorities at this stage, it doesn't mean it might not be in the future, but you need a school that's empowered in partnership with their community and their, and their children to make those decisions together and then make the investment of where they want to go. And it was one of the things that was very strengthening was to see how much knowledge is still there about how to do bilingual education effectively. And one of the most moving uh, consultations for me was uh, people who had worked in bilingual education coming and talking about what their experience was. So it seems to me that it's going to work when it's the right time for that school, they're ready for that investment, but it's not going to be at all schools at all time. That's probably not uh, what we heard at this stage. Increasing that engagement and, and attendance rates, there's huge problems in the Northern Territory and there's only so much even the best teachers and principals in the world can do when there's things like housing issues, um, that sort of, you know, violence in communities. So what, how, how confident are you that this will actually make a difference in those engagement rates? The two things that made a real impact on me, first we looked at students' life stories rather than looking at bare stats of how many students have attended in this week, we actually got information about tracking students over their whole lifetime and when they had attended and when they hadn't and when they had moved and what that impact had been on their learning. And we saw the students from a different perspective completely. And I think that was very strengthening for thinking about how you build those responses. I think what's going to make the greatest difference is an absolute dedication to change. At no point in any process of any idea that was brought forward, did the program team or the advisory committee or uh, people involved in this process, and there was a big group involved, say, that's just not going to work, that's off the table, we can't do that. At every stage, it, people said, well, how could we do that? Which one could we do first? What would that mean? But there was an openness that I felt very refreshing, and I know members from the advisory committee said the same thing. Unless there was that openness, people were concerned about the project. But we saw that come through very strongly and I think that's what will make the difference and that's why there's an opportunity to change. Will it be perfect? No. Will there be realities? Yes. But by building a network of people who can talk about this openly and who can implement the things that they can see can work for their place, 
that will make a difference. How confident are you that this won't just be gathering dust on a shelf in a year's time and that it actually will be implemented? The confidence I get is from seeing very senior people attending the consultations, attending the analysis, being across the detail, and at every single stage of the process said, right, we will do this, this is an expectation of the way we will work. Uh, and that was articulated very clearly to everybody involved. And I've not seen them shirk from that once. I've been in the Territory 20 years, and I'm seriously impressed by what I can see at the moment. Um, can you maybe give us some details on where you went to? You talked about there was a big group and you spoke to a wide range of people from families, communities to students, but can you detail exactly where you, in the Northern Territory you went to? So the project team worked in a number of oh, ways. <laughs> yeah. So the project team worked in a number of ways over a few months. It was a, it was a really uh, rapid process, but they worked extensively so that there were consultation sessions held in all the major centres. There was consultation processes for schools so that they could do their own processes or for local communities or for people who are disengaged in those communities. Uh, there was not just one way to be involved. You could do something written, you could do a video, you could come along to sessions. Those were all written up and analysed extensively and gaps where they were identified, people went and followed them up. There, it, it wasn't a one-size-fits-all or a finding the information once and walking away. Uh, there was a very extensive process to analyse all of that information uh, that was conducted by Charles Darwin University, uh, a reflections piece that helped identify and make sure that there was a range of voices. I think the other thing that I've got confidence from is that an extensive piece was done at the beginning to identify who needed to speak and uh, a lot of consultation was done to make sure that that was the widest range of people possible. There's always been research, continual research done in this field. Um, there was recent research only a couple of week, uh, a week ago that was sent to the ABC actually um, uh, from the New South Wales Centre for Education, Statistics and Evaluation, which found the gap in Year 12 attainment between Indigenous and non-Indigenous students could be closed through increasing cultural engagement earlier in high school. Now this is a New South Wales research study. Um, can you tell us if that's probably going could be the case here in the Northern Territory or if there could be anything different that you know, Northern Territory education need to take into consideration compared to maybe, you know, one of the eastern states? Oh, that's certainly the message from the education strategy consultations. Deep, true engagement with cultural knowledge, with the community, hearing those voices, and that's cultural knowledge, that's many different voices, was a consistent message and that that relationship needs to be at the core of every school, of every community uh, plan. Uh, and that you need the strength to do that at a, a local level to make those decisions in parallel to the sorts of things that schools are doing uh, and that they are that many people have an opportunity to have a voice in that and that, that will change over time it's not a, a one size fits all or a set and forget and i'm sure many new south wales schools would say exactly the same thing um, is there any further research that needs to be done this is again like i said something that's continuously um, evolving in terms of research, do you think that there needs to be more research to be done in terms of the education system and how it's set out here in the Northern Territory? Oh, you're asking a researcher if there should be more research. <laughs> um, should it be more funny? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's not only important that you continue to listen and learn and ask how this is going to work, but it's who's going to do that research. One of the things that we've got a real commitment to at Charles Darwin University is bringing 
Indigenous educators through the system to be the next researchers. So some of those people have now got their PhDs, they're involved in the research that was behind the strategy, but also are doing some of the ongoing work that will continue around Indigenous education and the Territories education. So it's, it's not just one voice, it's many voices, that those voices come from community and have a deep understanding of how that works. Uh, because we're going to need to keep listening and we're going to keep, need to keep changing. So yes, of course there's more research, but it's more important about who's doing that work so that it's actually responsive to change.